What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at another random magic card here on Overthinking MTG, the unscripted, unedited show where I look at a random magic card with no time to prepare and talk about it for at least 10 minutes. And today we've got a spicy one. Today we are looking at Exhaustion. Um, this is an interesting card, actually. I, I find it really intriguing, and the one that actually came up when I hit the random card button was a printing from Portal 3 Kingdoms. And so Exhaustion... And if you're curious what Portal 3 Kingdoms is, it's a set that was originally printed uh, a number of years ago now, I believe it was in the late 90s, that uh, was actually almost exclusively printed overseas, and it was based on Chinese folklore, Chi you know, Chinese, uh, traditional Chinese tales. And so... Um, you actually get legends that are representative of actual people, and you have moments, um, like actual historical moments, and mo great moments in Chinese literature that are depicted on cards, which is kind of cool. But uh, So this particular one, we're looking at Exhaustion. It's a sorcery it, for two and a blue. At the beginning of your opponent's next turn, he or she skips untapping creatures and lands. So... This card is brutal, and the fact that it only costs three is insane, because if your opponent extends a little too much, if your opponent taps out, this is a time walk. I mean, you just take an extra turn because they just don't untap any of their stuff. Sure, they get to draw a card, but if all of their lands are tapped, I mean, they may play one from their hand, they may have access to one mana, which, okay, to be fair, it's not nothing, so it's not quite as good as a time walk, and that's very situational, because they have to have tapped out or, you know, overextended in order to make that happen, so that's really nasty. And so, um, the, the oracle text on this, by the way, the way that it's been updated is, creatures and lands target opponent controls don't untap during their next untap step. So what that does, it, see, the way that this was originally worded, it was worded um, at the beginning of your opponent's next turn. So it was clearly designed at a time when magic was intended to solely be a one-on-one -on -one, um, environment. So multiplayer games where you have four, five, six, eight people like all thrown down, um, there has to be some... We have to acknowledge that um, in one way or another because that's something that you know Wizards actually developed developed multiplayer cards many many years ago. Like they realized people around their kitchen tables were playing in big pods. That was something that was absolutely happening, um, and so they did. They designed cards for it long before Commander was a thing. So I feel like Commander is actually a very logical progression for the game. Um, by the way, because I don't know about you guys, but back in the early two thousands when I first started playing. Blatant Thievery was a card I was really excited to crack in a Scourge Booster pack, and it's specifically designed for multiplayer. It costs seven, and you steal a permanent from every one of your opponents. So it just it, the card assumes you have multiple opponents. Like they clearly designed it with casual multiplayer gameplay in mind. And I have no doubt there were people drafting that format who were trying to win like a lot of money at their local FNM that were so pissed to have that as their rare in their first pack. I bet there were thousands of people in that situation. Anyway, that's a tangent. Totally different story for a totally different day. Exhaustion. So locking one opponent out, um, just effectively skipping, you know, your opponent still gets an untap step. So if there are any triggers that occur on the untap step, there are very few that do. But if there are, um, then those would still occur. But they don't... Um, but it's it's almost like skipping their untap step completely because 
Cre- oh, and it's also creatures and lands, which is interesting to note. Um, artifacts still untapped just fine. So any situation where you have, well, any any situation where you'd want to untap artifacts, um, well, yeah. So mana rocks and whatnot would still be perfectly fine. So this actually, you there are a lot of ways around this now that I look at it. So all of a sudden, the fact that there are printings of this that are worth fifty cents makes a little more sense now. That said, the Portal Three Kingdoms printing that we're looking at here is worth around nine bucks. So. Uh, you know, clearly the collector value is here, like most of Portal 3 Kingdoms, because it's just such a rare, uh, just such a rare set. So I've talked about that before, um, and that is definitely the case here. So this is, a, it's an uncommon, um, and, ooh, we have some flavor text, everybody. And because this was a portal, there there were a handful of sets back in the day called Portal that were like designed with new players in mind, I believe, but they had a card frame that's kind of interesting. They all had white borders, and they have a horizontal rule, like a stylized line in between the rules text and the, um, and the flavor text. And it just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of there. <laughs> like it doesn't really serve much of a purpose because the, the rules text and the flavor text are in different fonts and they, they are on all the magic cards that we see today. Um, so we can very clearly tell them apart. Like there's very clearly a distinction. The line is completely unnecessary and I'm glad they got rid of it. Cause I feel like it adds a little bit of noise to the frame that was unnecessary. Interestingly enough, um, the text, the rules text is also bold in on portal and it's not in the, in the OG or in the OG. Oh my goodness. It's late. You guys know it's late because that's just when I record these things. <laughs> but yeah, nowadays, the the rules text on cards isn't as bold as it was in the portal on the portal printings. Anyway, so let's take a look at this flavor text. Starving and worn, Cow Cow escaped from the Battle of Red Cliffs with only 27 of his original 800,000 men. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, the Battle of Red Cliffs being, I know very little about it, I'll be honest, as an ignorant American, um, but it is this incredibly epic tale. And so the idea that, um, yeah, 27 out of, out of almost a million um, people, that paints a picture right there. It is fascinating what numbers can do when put in context. Um because 27 survivors out of 800,000. And then you put that on a card called Exhaustion. So when I first looked at this, I could see that, okay, we the, in the artwork itself, it shows three Chinese soldiers who are clearly um, scarred, clearly bloodied, clearly, um, they've clearly been through a battle. There's no question about it. And their heads are hung low. One of them is clearly having trouble walking and is needing a friend to hold him and to um, help him move. So they've clearly been through, um, you know, I, it appears as though they've just been through a horrible defeat. And the flavor text definitely spells that out. And so not only were they in a battle where they lost and barely got out with their lives by the looks of them, to see that these three people are among 27 who survived of 800,000. When you say exhaustion, an intense battle would exhaust any body. And to see the death of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, and actually, as far as 
I think it's fair, probably fair to say mil, at least a million people uh, between both sides. To be present and witness something like that would exhaust any mind and heart. And so the idea of what these people are going through, oh yeah, they're not untapping anything. These people don't have any energy left. And so there's nothing that they can possibly do. Um, that is a very powerful image. The flavor text, the artwork, the mechanics of the cards, it all just, mm, it all clicks here. This is wonderful. This, I mean, this isn't wonderful. This is a very tragic depiction, but... As a blue mage, spending three mana so that my opponent can't do anything, can do very little on their turn. The fact that I can eliminate resources from my opponent's side of the board, it makes sense. If they were feeling like these men here, I wouldn't, you know, of course they wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah, it's really intense and really fascinating. I absolutely love it. Yeah, so this has been Exhaustion from Portal 3 Kingdoms. Huh. There's something... There have been a couple of other um, cards from the old school Portal 3 Kingdoms that I've touched on in this uh, show before that have been very striking. It feels like the flavor on some of these older cards, they didn't pull any punches. They just went for it. And there have been a couple of instances in recent memory where they have, but... Most of the time, not quite, not so much. Um, the one example that I can think of is Buried Alive from Innistrad. That actually shows a person trying to claw their way out of, from the inside of a coffin. It's terrifying. But at the same time, that is rare. Because you also see cards like, well, actually it's funny because Buried Alive and Charmed Sleep are functionally exactly the same card. And one is showing a wizard putting a dragon to sleep to save a village. And the other is a person fighting for their life to try to escape a coffin that they were placed in prematurely. Uh, it Very, very different vibes. <laughs> um, and so a lot of the time, and actually you can kind of see that I did pull up a reprinting of exhaustion the most recent printing of exhaustion was an uncommon from ninth edition and this shows a mage it actually looks like it might be might be a stylized depiction of urza maybe um but it's a it's a mage with you know quite a bit of gear um and he's just sort of like hunched over well, he's just sort of hunched over. Like, they could have taken this exact same artwork and made it like an Is It Guild Mage um, or, you know, something of that nature, and it would have been fine because the pose that this particular mage is in doesn't look particularly dejected, doesn't look particularly sad, doesn't look particularly tired. Um, in fact, actually, it looks like his it, it looks like he's muscular enough so that his biceps are actually straining the bounds of his shirt. And so it looks almost like He's in a little, like, it, it almost looks like he's squatting down in, like, a power pose, you know, like a superhero or something. And so the context of this leads you to believe that, oh, he's kind of, like, hunched over because he's so tired. But at the same time, they could have taken this artwork, put it on a creature, put it on even a legendary creature that's very, very powerful. And we would just assume that, like, oh, yeah, this mage is just, like, ripped and he's just, like, getting like crouching down to assess a situation and just getting ready to do something awesome you know that's the the artwork and so that's very different and very striking compared to these three survivors of the most bloody and traumatic battle of their lifetime um 
limping away to something, you know, and where do you go after that? When your army has been destroyed and the, the ideals that you have fought for have been vanquished, yet you survive, what do you do? Um, yeah, it's, it's intense. And I just, I love these older cards that go there. And I, I love the older cards that are willing to make an artistic statement in the card's design along with the artwork and the flavor text. I love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So thanks so much for hanging out, guys. This has been another episode of Overthinking MTG. I've been Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. Um, you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HamHawks42. And I also have a YouTube series in addition to Overthinking MTG um, called the Rogue Deck Workshop, where we build a deck from scratch, uh, most often on Arena. I'd love it if you'd stop by, check it out, leave a comment. And uh, yeah, and I look forward to catching you next time.